everybody and welcome to another edition of the Tragedy and the Triumph podcast. Wendell Brown here, founder of Tragedy and the Triumph. Just a brief reminder that the, the purpose of Tragedy and the Triumph is to share real life stories of transformation so that people will believe in Jesus and that and that everyone who believes in Jesus can find the hope of, of, of the power to overcome the struggles of life. Uh, it's, a, it's a real privilege today to be joined by uh, Justin most stellar, and uh, he is uh, he is the man. So uh, Justin used to be in a band called Carrollton, and uh, Justin was a part of Tragedy and a Triumph. I, I think the last time maybe was uh, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago. Was yeah. uh, does that sound about right, Justin? I think so. Yeah. And 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 the truth is, uh, I was I was like naturally drawn to Justin. Justin if you ever have the privilege of getting to meet him is one of the most transparent guys I've ever met. He's also an encourager. He's a guy that, uh, that when you talk to, you just can't help, but think, man, man, I can make it. I can, God, mm-hmm. God could do this in my life. And it's probably why Carrollton was so, what w- was so successful. Uh, just, I'll refresh everybody's memory. They, they, they had a song made for this that was picked up by the, by NBC for the Olympics in 2018, they um, they they actually um, that song was also in a Jeep commercial, right, Justin? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and I so, never got a Jeep given to me, but it man, was in a commercial. <laughs> man, that would have been man that that that's what should have happened for sure. Um, and and then now Justin is uh, is is the worship pastor for Crossroads Church in uh, in the Cincinnati and Ohio areas. Am I right about yeah. that? It's pretty yeah, much that's right. all over Ohio. And um uh, so so Justin tell us a little bit about what what's going on in your life right now. What do you do at Crossroads and yeah. what's God doing? Well, super kind of you man. I feel the same about you, dude. You are a encourager through and through. And you know, I I, I was in Carrollton for 10 years. We traveled around a lot. And met a lot of great people, uh, more great people than not great people, but some not great people, <laughs> but more great people. And you were one of those that um, we came back multiple years to to tragedy and triumph because of you, honestly, because of connection, felt purity of heart, yeah. uh, purity of motive, and a love for Jesus, and and a deep love for Jesus that said, "I want to bring Jesus to as many people as possible." That resonated with us, but you. I mean, I remember our lunches, hanging out with your family there in Ohio, and uh, it was great. So thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, a little bit about me. So I've been married to my wife, Sarah, now for 12 years. We have four little kids. Our oldest is 11. We have 11-year-old, 9-year-old, 8-year-old, and 6-year-old. So packed in, two girls are the oldest and two boys. And we've been attending Crossroads Church for about six and a half years. And I've been on staff for five years. So never planned to be on staff. Didn't want to be on staff. <laughs> I loved uh, I loved this church in our city and um, really just grew to love their mission and say, hey, th- I think this is our family's church. And for me, I've been in ministry for 20, a little over 20 years. This is the first church I ever got to say, I'm not coming there for a paycheck or not to work there. They've not offered me a job, all of that. And we came in just because some friends were here and 
I remember my wife saying, I think you're going to work here one day. And I remember saying, absolutely not. Nope. I just want our family to go here and be a part of the community. And then about a year and a half into that, some of the church leadership came to me and my buddy Chuck Mingo, and, and he came in and said, hey, I think we need a worship pastor and somebody to pastor our music team and music folks. And that really resonated with me, like the idea of that's who I am at my core is a person who loves to be a great friend and a shepherd and a, and pastoral. And, and so the fact that he used some of that language for our first conversation was unique to me. And so for the past five years, that's what I've been doing. I've been able to lead worship um, from a site called Oakley, which is in uh, near Cincinnati, just outside of the downtown area, and lead that campus and worship there. And then for the past few years, just been able to pour into all of our worship leaders. We have um, about nine or 10 sites across Ohio and Kentucky. And so uh, worship leaders at each of those sites, and I get to lead that team and be sure our hearts are healthy and we're pointed at Jesus and pointing in the right direction and egos aren't out of whack and, and all of that stuff. And it's wonderful. I just love helping them be healthy, helping them know, man, you don't have to work to impress anybody. The Lord loves you. And so we serve out of that and like all that. And then, uh, and then also a, a part of that is just songwriting for our church and trying to say, hey, what's God saying to us and what is he doing in our people? And how do we get more and more people singing to Jesus and have a soundtrack for their day that would lead them back to, back to Jesus every day? And so we try to write those songs for our people. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah. we all, we, we have, uh, we have so many minutes in the day that we're allowed, our minds are allowed if we are working jobs, we have families, we have all these commitments that our minds are allowed to drift into different directions. That's right. And yeah. the enemy would love to capitalize through whatever junk we want to watch on television to whatever we yes. flip through on a dial in the car or, yeah. or select. And so so I love that. there to, to get our minds back centered on, yeah. on, on, on Jesus Christ because he really is the center of our lives, whether we know it or not. He's That's right. It. Yeah. That's right. And now it's, you know, with where music is and where all of our music platforms and all that is, you know, 15 years ago, it felt weird and maybe a little dirty to say, hey, we've written this song buy the CD, pay this for it. You don't ever have to say that to anyone now. Yeah. You just go, hey, we made this gift for you and we might play a song on a weekend. And, and the beauty of being able to say, you can turn your phone on right now and go to Spotify or go to YouTube or Apple Music, whatever. Have that song and roll your windows down with it as you as you pull out of church. It's just that's just a rare thing, and it can connect and stay in their life throughout the week. And so, um, I love I love that immediate connection that you can make with music now. Yeah, and um, I think music helps us do that with God. I think now with our the way music is dispersed and shared puts it into people's lives immediately. And hopefully we create a soundtrack for people's daily life, you know, on the way to work and at work or on the way to kids school or wherever they may go. Yeah. And if, yeah. and if, and if any of you listening aren't quite sure, even, even what, what Justin is talking about, you need to check out Crossroads music. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, uh, what's, uh, what's the song? Is it take me deeper? 
that yeah uh, yeah yeah man that's a that is an incredible song and justin mm. sings on that song yeah you you need to hear it i i think uh i think it can minister to your life too so thank you man yeah thank you yeah yeah I, it, it, it's important and i like to think this is the golden age of music man because i mean listen 90 percent of what i listen to is not on main it's not mainstream anything that's right it's, it's something that i found on 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 spotify through my way or youtube music yeah. did and all of a sudden it's like man i really like that band and that's right off that's I exactly go, right, right? Yeah. yeah 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 that's exactly right and so it is it's a it's a sweet time we view it as uh hey we're not i mean our church for its history never wanted to sell anything everything was always free every book everything and then you get into this new world and you could change that or view it different. And um, I'm thankful our church is embracing. Now, these are gifts like it. It is a gift to our people. Last year, we released an album on uh, Palm Sunday. And the idea of releasing it that was we want to give you a soundtrack for Holy Week. Like we want you to be able to. So a song like Take Me Deeper sets in motion what Paul says when he says, I want to know the power of your resurrection and know you and your suffering. By whatever means I may attain the resurrection of, of you, Jesus. Well, it was like, I want you walking into Holy Week with that. I want you spending Good Friday with something that would embed scripture onto your heart with a melody because melodies help it stick, you know. Yeah. And and it's there's nothing I love more than hearing our people say, Man, I I wake up every day and listen to the song Grateful. It's another another song that I was a part of and and uh I start every morning just with my cup of coffee and that song. It's so easy, you yeah. know. No more going to Walmart or Target to buy CDs. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, what what a great thing that is. <laughs> or or I'm old enough. I mean, I'm 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 you know I'm 51 and man, yeah. in the Columbia House. When Come I was on, a kid man. Columbia House was Columbia awesome. House, man. Me yeah. and my brother would fight over that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, oh man, I forgot to send that in. You know, I yeah, to... yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's good, man. Well, well. So, so tell me a little bit, or and, and tell us a little bit about about your faith story. Did you, uh, did, you know, were you always in a in a Christian family? Always in a Christian house? Did you? When when was the moment when when God really turned the corner in your life? Walk us through a little bit of that, ma'am. Thank you for that question. There, it, we could go for hours. I'll give you the condensed version. I mean, on one hand, I would say yes. I was always in a. Uh, my faith has come from my family, so I was in church as as early as I can remember. And just because you're in church, you know this doesn't mean that everything's peachy and everything's sunshine. And so, a uh, biological father who was um, involved in church leadership when I was young left when I was three years old. And um, left when I was three years old. I have very little memories of him, but um, uh, abusive and had his had his demons uh, in his life and. Um, leaves us, me and my brother and my mother. My mother becomes a single parent. And then a couple years later, she meets a young guy who is a friend of a friend. He's 10 years younger than my mom. And she's coming out of a hard marriage, 12 years of marriage with my biological father and all, all these things. And she has a deep faith, but she meets this young guy who's never stepped foot in a church, not once in his life. Hard worker. He's 22 years old. She's 32. She's got a four-year-old and an eight-year-old boy at this time. 
And they end up getting married. They date for a while and things. They get married and and he becomes my dad. And he is uh, he adopts us. He's he has the last name Mosteller, and that's where I get it from. And he adopts us and he says, We're gonna raise our boys in church because I know it's the right thing to do. Wow. Never had been in church. So his first day in church is taking his new sons to wow. church. And I, I look back at that and um yeah, there are imperfections there. He was new to faith, I mean, brand new to it, but they had us in church regularly. And I look all these years later, I'm 42 now, my brother and I both have been in full-time ministry for 20 plus years. Wow. And so my dad and my mom started our faith. And and I remember getting baptized when I was 11 years old. Uh, I don't remember much about it, but I remember the pastor's wife cooked some cheesecake. And I remember being at third house and <laughs> eating a piece of cheesecake as he explained baptism to me. I, that's what I remember. But it was a small church, and I got baptized at 11. And then uh, in middle school and high school, my youth pastor started to know that I was involved with music. And as a freshman in high school, he says, hey, would you come and do some music for us? And we were about 30, 30 of me and my friends meeting in youth group, you know. And I didn't play guitar or nothing like that. I just grew up singing. And he recognized it and said, I think you could use that for good. You know, would you want to lead us in worship? And I remember having conversations with him. What does that mean? I don't really know. You know, let's huh. let's talk about that. So as a freshman in high school, he called me to a certain level of leadership and engagement and said, You you have a skill set. I think you could use it for a bigger purpose. And it was really my freshman year that um things in my faith started becoming my own. So I remember that summer being at a youth conference. Um, worshiping and feeling like the first time I ever hear the Holy Spirit and feel the Holy Spirit move. And and I was a skeptic. I was a skeptical. So I wasn't like, feel that move and then go down front and give my life, rededicate or sure. say I'm going to go to ministry. What I did was I stayed put in my seat, even though I'm, I remember they were talking about the cross of Jesus and his lavish love for us. I remember weeping as a freshman kid in high school. I was an athlete and a musician and all these things. I was pursuing athletics, baseball. And, and I remember sobbing at this idea that Jesus died for me, even though I'd been baptized, but again, at a new level, uh, recognition. And I, I remember pulling my leaders in my dorm room that night and saying, what just happened to my heart? Something happened to my heart and I don't know what it was. And I remember one of my leaders, Bubba, Bubba was his name. So I grew up in Kentucky <laughs> and Bubba Parkerson, Bubba goes, I think that's the Holy Spirit. And that just began a journey for me of opening myself up to God and saying, okay, I want, I want more understanding of you. I want more of what you have for me, God. And that continued into high school and all the way up to 17, 18, where I began to ask questions saying, okay, why do I believe what I believe? Is it just because I grew up in this faith or is it because it's real for me? And um, I started asking questions again. It was a bit of that skeptic coming out. Sure. And I remember um, a friend of mine helping me through feeling guilty for asking those questions and helping me step into, no, do some digging. See why you believe this. Why do you think Jesus is real? And um, that just set me on a path of asking 
deeper questions and saying, why do I trust God? What does it mean that I think he's good? Things like that. Yeah. And that sent me into full-time ministry. I went to pursue ministry um, and pursuing music alongside of that, began to write music and things. And, um, and then honestly, you know, we talk about tragedy, man. I don't, I, Wendell, I don't even know that, you know, this part of my story. I'm not sure. Um, but I get married at a young age at, at 21, 22 in Bible college. Think I'm going into ministry, all that. I get married and our marriage instantly was difficult. Some of the hardest years of my life in part because of, um, well, I mean, one being young, and sure. I'm sure foolish and making mistakes. And she battled severe addictions and um, substance abuse and different things. And uh, that just began a whole new level of faith. What does it mean to trust God into unknown? Um, and uh, seeing a loved one go through multiple suicide attempts and, wow. and um, trying to love well and pray and fast and say, God, would you bring healing? And the healing didn't come like I prayed for. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of brokenness there. And that again, hits a, a deeper question for my heart. What does it mean when I pray fervently, when I pray passionately, but the answers don't come? And yeah. what, what happens to my heart when I feel like silence is there? And, um, you know, I, I, in that time, I have a friend who gave me a verse from Isaiah and uh, the verse says, um, you who walk in darkness and have no light, find rest in God, hmm. but you who walk by the light of your own torch and light your own path will lie down in torment from God. Hmm. And I remember dealing with, wait a minute, scripture says, even if you're in darkness to find rest in God. I've always heard darkness as bad as evil. Sure. But this scripture said, when you walk in darkness, find rest in God. Don't light your own path. Wait on him and trust in him. And I began to say, okay, no matter what happens in this marriage, I will try to rest and trust in God, even in darkness. And we've fought to save that marriage for, we were married for seven years. And, um, and at seven years, that marriage ended in divorce and never thought I'd be divorced, never thought I'd go through pain like that. And uh, that taught me more things about my faith and trust in the goodness of God than anything else hmm. like pain does. Um, and I, we can go into more of that, but but that that marriage ends and I think I don't ever want to get married again because I don't know that I trust myself and my heart and to trust someone else. And, and months later have a, a couple trusted friends say, you should meet someone who I think has a similar story to you. Hmm. And I think you all are perfect for each other. And I said, well, I think you're out of your mind. I don't believe you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, and I said, you tell her if she wants to marry a guy who's in debt, and been divorced and this and that. And I just went down the list who hasn't worked out in about a year, you know, and just started laughing. I said, if that, if you can do a sales job on that and get her to want to meet me, then I would do, I would meet her for coffee. Sure. And uh, I am thankful for that friend because then that's how I met Sarah and Sarah and I have been married now for 12 years and we have four kids and 
it has been amazing. I never thought I'd have a a relationship like this, a marriage like this, never thought I'd have kids like this. And again, that hasn't come through. That's come through hard work. It's come through hard faith. I remember when we've lost our first um, um, miscarriage Hmm. and the pain of those things. And, you know, like pain has taught me more how to enjoy the goodness of God and how to trust in him than anything else. And I can look back over the last 20 years of my life, and I'm so grateful for how God has walked with me through those things. And that has grown my faith more than more than anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's interesting to me, Justin, you know, growing up without without your biological father, yeah. Your 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 stepdad comes into your life and and says, "Well, I, I really need to get the kids in church. It's the right thing to do." And then and then a, a youth leader says, "Hey, you've got some gifts. Somebody speaks into your life. That's that, right. Hey, maybe you should maybe you should start music and be involved in music and would you step in and help?" I I'm 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 thinking about some pinnacle moments in your life. So so for for everybody that's that's listening that might be a stepdad. Yeah. Stepdad. Yeah. I want you to understand the impact you can have on kids mm-hmm. that aren't your kids. Boy boy so often people people well that th- those are her children and I just let her handle her or and and I don't even really get involved that is not the right way to be in union with your That's spouse right. because right. you're an example of a dad saying it's the right thing to do right That's right yeah yeah and and I, then I, well go go ahead go ahead there Well man. no I I just remember turning 22 years old and calling my stepdad, although he adopted us, you know, my, he's, I've just called him always dad. I remember calling him on my 22nd birthday and saying, how in the world did you take a four-year-old and an eight-year-old on at 22 and raise us in the church? And my dad, you know, my dad's response always has been, I just loved your mom and you all came with that package and I was all in. And so it, it was always, I'm here and I'm going to show up. And he continually showed up. Man. What a what what a powerful thing! What a powerful yeah. thing! And then and then to have somebody speak words of life over you to notice something in you that changed the trajectory of your life, right? Completely, I, completely. Yeah, and 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 probably some of you listening, there's probably some some young person or even an adult that you've seen that has some skills, that has some talents that that you need to call out, you need to speak out into their life, you need to tell them and recognize them. You have no idea what that does to somebody's own personal development and those words of affirmation, right? That's when we right. notice something good, boy, we 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 drive home, they they lift our spirits, we we ponder them, we think what if and God uses those things to expand us and stretch us, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Joel yeah. Otto. Joel Otto was his name. Yeah. But then, but I like the name Bubba, by the way. I know. But, right, right. <laughs> I mean, just but, but then, but then for everybody to understand, even if God gives you a passion and a purpose, it mm. ain't just, you know, pink flowers and 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 fluffy white pillows and life is it's all not. great. No, no, it's not. not no, it's it's messy and it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And 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 the other thing I think is that it's astounding is that it's a journey. If we'll journey with God, that's the greatest benefit 
of having Jesus in our lives is is having yes. somebody to just journey with us. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Somebody to say, I know it sucks right now. I, I mean, you didn't see this on the horizon. You were trying to do the right thing. You married oh, and, and it wasn't the right thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but Justin, I haven't forgotten you. I'm, I'm in this pit. Exactly. I'm in this fight with you. Exactly right. If we, I mean, we cannot read scripture and the state, the stories of the heroes of our faith and not see endurance yeah. throughout it Yeah. and know that that those moments of great i'm those um those years in my 20s seven years of that marriage were the hardest eighth years of my life they really were and yet to begin to understand what does it mean to call god faithful it means that i believe he's faithful to be with me he's faithful to walk with me to journey with me he does not always fix the circumstances, but he walks with you. You never walk alone. Even though I walk through the, the shadow valley of the shadow of death, he walks with me. And that verse, Isaiah 50, 10 and 11, that it's a representative of you will be on a journey and you will hit a dark spot, but you don't, you don't stay forever in that dark spot. But when you're in that darkness and you feel all alone, you find rest in God. You trust that he's walking with you. And it started again. It started me on a a place of when I've had great loss, and I've had more great losses since then. That I begin to look for where do I see God show up? Yeah, um, yeah. My all my prayers have never been answered. They never have been answered like That's I right. thought or like I hoped for. Some have, but not all. But God has always shown me I will bring peace and walk with you through this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think too, why that journey is so important is when we're praying, we're we're so tempted. God, intervene, show yourself to be real. Let me see right. you. Let me see you do this miracle so that I can rest easy. And and so often, God is in the very tiniest, you know, the the, the most smallest things. That if we'll just pay attention to what he's doing, it'll change our lives. That's right? exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just that, just that, uh, just, just that move of God that somehow I, I, I love. I love the story of Elijah, and and you know God wasn't in the spectacular. It was the yep. still small voice, right? It was that. That's right. It was that smallest portion right. that got Elijah through. So yeah. That's the story yeah. of Jesus, right? I mean, yeah. that's the story. We have a king who suffered. We have a king who walked through deep pain and had a God who walked with him. You know, yeah. Paul, the disciples, all of them um, walk through deep, deep pain and agony. And yet time and time again, they show us what endurance looks like, yeah. what trust looks like. And that has... Um, that has marked me. And I look back, I mean, I can look back at my mom and go, look what you walked through and being a single parent. And yet you kept faith. You you weren't bitter. You didn't let bitterness reign in your life. How you did that, I don't know. But, um, and, and on and on again, I just see this enduring hope, enduring hope. And I just want to model that. I want to take that and say, yes, let me walk in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. I, you know, endurance is such a, such a key component there. I, you know, um, 
I'll equate it to music for a second. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a music guy. I love classic. Yeah, rock. you are. I love, I love rock period. Okay. That's right. And, but um, a lot of people in their Christian lives, they're, they're, they're actually one hit wonders. Yeah. They, it's, it's for a moment, boy, there's, there's flashes of brilliance and then adversity comes. There's uh there, there, things aren't working out the way they thought it should. And then, well, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I believe it. I don't know if I'm, if I'm as into it as I once was. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but those that we admire in music are those that, that transcend those that, that are iconic and they're iconic because of the endurance. Uh, Tammy and That's I right. just saw, just saw the Eagles, Glenn Fry's oh, not man, with them, right? but they're in their seventies and oh my word, they're amazing. They're, yeah. they're, their harmonies are still just spot on. That's right. And, and 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 they've endured. They've endured a lot of hardships. There's been a lot of breakups. They they yeah. said they'd come back together when hell freezes over. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and 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 there they are. And I'm I'm certainly not saying the Eagles are are a Christian band, but right. I am saying that there is something about endurance in us. And and it's actually scriptural, right? Like it Jesus is. said in Galatians, He said, "Don't don't become weary in doing good, for you'll reap a proper harvest if you don't become weary and give up." Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, that's it's, right. it's, 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 it's him starting something in us and then carrying it on into completion. Yes. And, and and we're so tempted when adversity comes to throw in the towel and say, well, I guess, I guess God just isn't around. I guess God wasn't working the way I thought he was, but right. God's looking for you for some stick to itiveness, yes. right? To say, I'm yes. in this God, I believe, even though it doesn't work out, I believe, right? God, that's exactly right. That's the, to me, that is the pattern of our faith. When we look back, people we love and trust, some of the most loving people have uh, had hope through the most painful of circumstances. They did. And yeah. man, that's one of the reasons you and I connected from day one, man, yeah, because man. stories like that matter. They need to be told. And they've marked my life. They really have. And I could walk you through more stories, even in the last 12 years of whether it's uh, miscarriages or it's losing my mom and in these these moments and yet I can also tell you about mountaintops my four kids and and amazing ministry and amazing marriage it's so healthy um and it's it's all in there and if we're not willing to say it all is it, it is all there and God's goodness isn't just on the sunny days yeah. but God's goodness is through it all I think that's when our faith can endure yeah. And yeah. to realize we don't have to have it all figured out. God no, is somehow don't. in the mess of it all. Yeah. And it's actually in the mess that we seem for, for his true self, too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I, right. You, you know, if, if 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 any of you ever get the privilege, you're at Crossroads Church or or uh, a part of Crossroads Music, you you get to see Justin maybe maybe lead worship. Um, you may not get the opportunity to to meet him. And so on the surface, you might catch, well, man, this guy's got it all together. But, you know, abusive father, miscarriages, divorce, a wife who was struggling with addiction, and and, and to see that in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, you're you're alive and well. And, That's right. And that God's still doing something in your That's life. That's exactly right? right, man. Yeah, everybody's got a story. Yes. Everyone has a story. Never yeah. know. Right. Yeah. 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 And and thankfully, I mean, that's why that's where music came from for so many years for us. 
you know, you and I connected through our band Carrollton, which people can still go and listen to Carrollton as well. And but those three guys who we were together for 10 years, some of my closest friends, part of that journey for us was we could write honestly. Well, we fought for every time on a stage or when we were putting pen to paper, writing a song or in a recording studio. Like, I I just want to fight for honesty. I want to be as honest as possible with people. And as we got to um, meet different people over the course of time, man, that that translated because that's what. Yeah, let's let's sing a song that would be about perseverance or let's let's write this song from this pure place. And those guys were are still some of my closest friends. They're uh, deeply honest um, men who love Jesus. And we could, I I think we fought for our music to sound like that and be like that. Yeah. And I've found the same thing in our church here at Crossroads. Like, man, I I don't want fluff because fluff, you can just push through, push right over like a cloud, you know. But I want something of substance. And that comes with some level of radical honesty and, uh, yeah. Willing, willing to say, okay, let me, let me risk it. Let me push through. Let me do hard things. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, and and I just want to echo that in, in relation to your music. So I shared, uh, with, with Justin, just before we began this podcast that, um, my, my all-time favorite Carrollton song was a song called leaning in, leaning in. And, and here's just a few, few lines of the lyrics. I won't run from the pain. I won't run from the hurt I'm going through because I find you here in the doubt. You're with me deep in the worries of my heart. So I'm leaning in. If this is what it takes to bring me closer to your side and see you more clearly, I'm leaning in. I won't turn away. Um, Leaning in Mm. is the name of the song. If If you're going through something I think that song could minister to you. You need to pull it up on your on your music, whatever you use. But Justin, is there a story at all behind that song? I, I well, here's the unique thing about it. Um, the the one of the greatest things about being in that band was all four of us were songwriters. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of bands, the lead singer or whoever is there's one person who writes the songs. Uh, that wasn't the case with us. We we're all four songwriters. And so I, I wasn't even a part of writing that song. Um, wow. But you, you hear a song like that. And I remember the first time hearing it and going, surely I had to be in that room because you just read my mail. Like you, you just read yeah. my journal and put it into a song. And I remember it was, um, I think it was Joel and Jordan who were in the band that were both a part of that song. And I remember feeling like I, that song feels exactly like what I want to say and the story of the last decade of my life, but even longer. And so I wasn't in that writing session. I remember them bringing it out. And uh, again, you're going through moments in life where it's like, well, we could, we could write the song that I think might sell more people on it and make it to Christian radio. Or we could write a song that is exactly what I need to sing today. And maybe others need to sing it. I love that. And so I remember hearing that and just going, man, that that's my faith journey. And it was it was uh, maybe my second favorite song on that album. The first one being the song Rebuilder, which is a very similar like concept. Great but song. Rebuilder, I wrote for my my wife, Sarah. And, but leaning in for me was like, 
this is one that I think when people hear, they will connect deeply with. And so we, it was one of our favorite songs. We would play it out and you just see people, oh, that's the song. That's my song. You know, um, other songs they liked, but Leaning In was one of those that it was like, nope, that says something I need to carry with me every day. And again, we've talked about it, but that song ministers to me because it says the truth of our faith. I'm not going to run from pain in the doubt I find you, which is all scriptural. It's who God has always said him, said he's going to be with those who are suffering, with those who are hurting. And where I think maturity has come into my life and faith is saying, okay, if hard things are what it takes for me to push through, make hard decisions, uh, cut out habits, or just or just have to deal with pain and loss and still trust you, if that somehow brings me closer to you, then I'll say yes. Yeah. Because I think your way is better than mine. And so it was always this, okay, I I wanna I wanna lean into those things. When those things hit, I'm not gonna retreat, but I'm gonna say, okay, God's here with me. Let me search for him and find him. Or let me let me punch through that wall and walk walk forward. And that song is still one I listen to six years later after recording it, that still is super meaningful to me. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Well, uh, we're in a new year and, um, you know, if, 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 if we're going to provide some encouragement for our listeners, Justin, yeah. what would you, what would you say to them as we kind of wrap up? What would you say to them in this new year? Any advice you'd give them, any advice you're giving your teams in this new year that could that could be a word mm. for them? That's good. That's a great question. I think, well, here's what, for me personally, there's a ton of unknown for me this year. There's always unknown. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like at the start of this year, there's some unknown. I'm caring for my mother-in-law who's uh, going through a lung disease unknown how much time she has my wife just started a brand new job this week unknown you know like there's a bunch of that stuff i am trying to pray the prayer daily give me this day my daily bread Hmm. and so i think of matthew 6 where jesus says seek first the kingdom of god and he will give you what you need And so for any listener out there, I would just say the first of the year is always a great time, but every day is to just stop and say, wait, give me what I need today and I'll trust you with tomorrow. Yeah. And so there's a simple prayer. Uh, I think it's uh, John Eldridge that prays this prayer that me and some friends have been praying lately. And it's just very simple. You can pray this every, every morning. It just says, I give everyone and everything to you. God, I give everyone in my life everything in my life to you. And for me, that's hope filled. It's not despair because I go, I trust you with tomorrow. You're my provider for daily bread today. I trust you with tomorrow. So for any listener, I would say, and start this year with hope and start this year with relying on him. I give everyone and everything to you. I release control and comfort. and I give it all to you. Because you're good, because you're faithful, and you walk with us. Amen. That's a good word. I hope everyone took that to heart. And Justin, thank you so much for being a part of uh, 
of just a small part of this ministry, but but I, at least for this moment, but you've been really a part of this in a much broader sense too. And uh, we love you. We just we just wish you the best in everything that God leads you to um, in this next year. And 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 we'll be praying blessings on your family too. Okay, man. Same to you, man. I love that this is continuing to go. I love the wave that's happening with it that you were sharing with me. Way to go. Proud of you, Wendell, and love the ministry that you're doing and love that people are listening to this, dialing in, and can't wait to see what's next for you guys. Thanks. Thanks to everybody listening, and uh, we do hope that you find the hope of the world that's only found through the blood of Jesus Christ. May God bless each of you.